What's up, everybody? Wow, and welcome to another episode of Orange and Blue Thing live from Hot Pog, Long Island, New York. That's Darren Meenan. What up? I am Brian Ernie. Lizzie is here as always as well. Hello. And uh, we are hanging out, again, a first place team for another week. Uh, a salvage of a series last night and get uh, get that last one against the Nationals. How are you feeling about this Mets team? I am wearing a throwback T-shirt today from the 80s that yes. says, what does it say? Eastern Division Champions, num- the big number one on there. And I don't think this team is, like I said a couple weeks ago, I do not think they're going to be in second place at all this season. All right. I think we're at the top spot for, for good until the end of the year, and I think the Mets are going to win the NL East. I'm very, very positive, and I think that some Mets fans might say I'm crazy because obviously we are only a couple weeks into the season, but this Mets team is looking good, and even though they had a couple days there where uh, they, you know, a couple couple rough losses mm. and the streak ended on Saturday say, night. Let's talk about that because, you know. I was, was... almost hoping if they were going to lose a game this weekend, it was going to be Friday because <laughs> people like to, to uh, poo-poo on the seven-line army and say they always lose when we're there, even though it's – it's documented. If you look at the record, we actually have a winning record. I think we're like eight games over, but yeah, well, whatever. Well, if they think, were going to lose. I think 44 and 37. Is I don't know. I think I have it up here. I think somewhere. it is 44 and 37. Uh, yeah, 44 and 37. Mm-hmm. Outing 82 is happening on Saturday. But, yeah, anyway, people like to say that when we're there, they lose, even though it's obviously not true. But, yeah, if they were going to lose, I was hoping for Friday. The streak ended at 9. We were hoping for 10, and uh, it didn't happen, but whatever. What can you, you do? You mentioned Saturday. Obviously, you have an outing going on. Are you packed? Is the question. <laughs> you know me, man. I know you're not. This is probably like our fifth show that we've done where I'm going somewhere the next day, and obviously I'm not packed. I, uh, I hit up Kel prior you know, prior to going live, and I was like, hey, can you throw those pa- my, like my new brown pants into yeah. the washing machine? There's nothing else I really want to pack. I mean, what do you really need for a few days on the road to go watch baseball? We go through this all the time, and you say, compare. No, Three pairs one, of one pair of shorts, and it's and, cold and right now in, in Atlanta. If you haven't packed yet, guys, if you're on your way down there, I know a lot of the Seminole Army is actually already there. But if you haven't packed yet, definitely bring a hoodie. Uh, it's going to be like 60 degrees, yeah. 60, 65, whatever, uh, and obviously down to the 40s at night. So if you're going, definitely pack a jacket or a hoodie or whatever. How do you feel about overall the three and three homestand? I mean, they're still undefeated on the road. Uh, that's that's very nice. I mean, and you know what it is like? We just kept saying, keep winning series. We knew they weren't going to go undefeated, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, what is it? Monday night was a brutal loss. Obviously, eighth inning meltdown with the bullpen. And if that didn't happen, then they would have won another series. So, yeah. Uh, what more can you ask for, you know? It's, it's tough. So I could reconcile Monday a little bit better now because they came back and won last night. So I kind of feel like, all right, they won a game that they shouldn't have won. We won a game that we probably shouldn't have won either. And then Tuesday was effectively the rubber game, which was not good. Uh, you know, Tuesday they were in it, but they kind of weren't. Right, right. Um, especially after the Nationals started tacking on and, and Reyes struck out. But I like what Frazier said last week. He's like, you know, we, we expect to win now. We're playing these games and we expect to win. And you know it's what? nice to actually watch a baseball game. And as a fan, yes, it's early. It's, it's not even March. I mean, it's not even May yet. But we are saying to ourselves almost every night, we're going to win. Yeah, if Mets are playing like tonight, that. they're going to win. You know, when Conforto got the leadoff hit, I was like, all right. And then Cespedes got the hit after he missed a couple of pitches that were basically down the middle of the plate. And I was like, all right, well, let's now it starts to feel like something. And uh, and it was just a great job in the eighth inning last night. Everybody kept the line moving. They say they have that mantra of let's get the next guy up. And they really <laughs> did that. They, did you see the other night? Um, 
uh, Wheeler got a couple hits, and both mm -hmm. times he got a hit. It kind of showed that it was a great angle that SMI <laughs> had. It showed him on first, and Frazier's like, come on, dude, grind it out. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think he did it on the first hit, but he did it on like... the second. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if you are watching on Facebook, definitely click share right now. If you're watching on Periscope, click retweet. We are going to give away some free stuff towards the end of the program, some free gift cards this week for the Seven Lines website. So if you had your eye on anything, we'll give you a, a, a free uh, discount code to uh, go shop on the website. Um, did you I, – I know you know about it, but maybe the people at home don't know. Our numbers last week were the yeah. best they've been all season. Yeah. And I think it's thanks to adding Periscope. It's been great, right? So that at was, one point last week, not, uh, not yeah. to jump in again, but at one point last week, there was more views and replays on Periscope than Facebook. And up till ep this is episode 58 mm -hmm. or 56, we've only been a Facebook show. It's pretty crazy, right? That was all you and, and you're like, you know what? This week we're going to go. And obviously uh, there are kinks along the way whenever you're kind of incorporating new technology. But I think it just pushes the demographic so much wider because there are people that look facebook is having its issues right mm -hmm. now and there are people who have just feel like they've graduated out. i was one of them i wasn't on facebook you got back on because of the show started the show so it's one of these things that it's great to just push it out to a bigger audience i know there are some great people who follow me because of the islanders that i know their baseball allegiance is like casual now they're starting to watch the show and that's exciting so that's that's really cool um so yeah it's been great man and and the the numbers are really exciting so it's it's great we, we are a met show but we try to be more than that obviously you know not that people really care to look behind the curtain what we do in our personal lives but we do try to mix it up a little bit so it's not so straight laced and this is baseball these are the stats and this you know you that's, not that what, that's not what this show is yeah. so i'm glad that you know we are reaching a new audience and you know welcome aboard if you're watching us now just for the third time on periscope but uh um, what else did I want to touch on? There was something that when it, when you got here, it was on the tip of my tongue, and I don't remember what it was. Well, Hopefully, it hits let's, me again. But you know, we talked. You want to talk about some beef? We did. We, we, <laughs> we talked about that. We did. So there was Sunday. It was nasty, right? It was nasty out, and and Noah Syndergaard was nasty, and uh, our buddy Nikki G Money wrote a little post about how his the movement on his pitches were insane. Well, that led to the maybe the dumbest Twitter beef of the <laughs> week, which was between Yahoo Sports, Jeff Passan, and, and KFC over at Barstool Sports. And I, I don't... That was know, more so like the tail end of what the, what the hell the whole thing was dude, about. I guess there's this guy, his name is Pitching Ninja. Yes. And he, he steals property from Major League Baseball. That's what it is. Like he, he Whatever you want to say, what do you want to call it? Stealing, whatever. He, he uploads gifts directly from the right. broadcast, which you're not supposed to do that. Um, you know, some people think that the policy is a little silly. And, you know, it is silly. The, the, the amount of people that are on Twitter that actually help promote the sport. Um, Mets Kevin went through yeah, the exact he went, same thing. A lot thing. of people go through it. So basically yeah. what happened was for people that are, you know, aren't, you know, uh, dialed in, on, dialed social in on social media. This guy pitching Ninja, Ninja put up some gifts of Noah and the guy KFC from Barstool retweeted it or did something else and it started this whole beef and this guy's account got suspended. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, whatever. Yeah. Him and Passan got into they it yesterday. They were going back and forth, man. I have no idea what it ended up being about after, after a while. But this just goes to show that Noah Syndergaard's electric pitches should be available <laughs> for all to see okay we need more promotion of the sport more people being able to access uh, uh some of these amazing physical feats and athletic feats that these guys are able to pull off let 
the game go and grow organically to the youth of America, it's which just is crazy to. seeing people fight over this on the Yeah, internet. but it got you know, it got so out of hand, man. It was well, I, then personal shots. Passan went over the line a little bit, and yeah, whatever. If you care, if you care to read about it, go, go on Twitter and check it, it was, out. But. As someone who was just watching it unfold, it was just like this right, is, right. I mean, it was almost funny, but like it's not, but it it almost is. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's like come on, guys. If you want to be on the line with us, we do have a phone line. It is open six three one three eight eight five one nine five Mets or whatever. Uh, I do want to touch on, because we've been doing, doing this now for three weeks now, I think it's interesting to see who listens to the podcast afterwards. Yeah, we are live on Twitter and Facebook, Periscope, whatever, but we also do get a whole lot of downloads, so thank you guys that listen afterwards. So this week's top ten countries are USA, UK, Australia, who actually moved up to the three spot this week, Germany, Canada, France, Indonesia, Israel, Ireland, and Mexico rounding out the top ten. And like last week, I think what was the what was the biggest town last week? It was after, outside of New York. Outside of New York, San Diego. San Diego yeah. was number four. This yeah. week we have a town in the states creeping up into the top three, and that's Port Charlotte, Florida. Yeah, on the west. More coast. More people listen in Port Charlotte, Florida, than they do in Staten Island. On the west coast, the Gulf Shut Coast up. of Florida. Yeah, really? yeah. Port that's Charlotte. Crazy, right? Yeah, the home yeah. of the Tampa Bay Rays. So the way it works facility. is obviously New York City is highly, you know, highly populated, mm-hmm. and a lot of Mets fans live in the city. So that's probably going to always be number one. But then it breaks it down by like Astoria and like different towns, like mm-hmm. Smithtown's on there, whatever. But Port Charlotte, Florida. More people in Port Charlotte than um, than Staten Island, which See? I think is absolutely crazy. Well. So you saw what I put up on our orange blue thing uh, Twitter account this week, and do you I think didn't. that was like a pre- was that too much pressure? No, like, <laughs> well, before we do that, let's get, let's, get a, let's get a little toast oh, dude, I'm going sorry. on here. Cheers to another good show. And as you know, by the way, before we get into all this, we got some new cups. Yeah, we do have some new cups, which look amazing. This you know natural finish on the barrel. These look sick. Uh, what's called Lumberland guys were cool enough to drive all the way to the tailgate on Saturday and drop these off for us, customized out to the max. Show the people. Show your name I mean, on the look back. At this. Look at this. Look at this. That's awesome. Woo. That's some sexy stuff right there. And uh, you can get yours customized, not with orange blue thing, but whatever you want on there, you know, within reason, I'm sure. Uh, just go to Lumberland.com. Use the code OABT at checkout for 15% off your order. So whatever you order on there, a little customized mug for your groomsmen, your wedding party. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, you just want to look cool at the office and and sip uh, some coffee out of this thing. Or you can your do bridesmaids. It. That's why. That's why I said <laughs> wedding party. Everybody's always. Gonna I be think stuck. it's going to be cool to you know. I think people are going to start getting these for the tailgate parties, and that's going to be fun. They should. And um, but yeah. use the code OABT because if you do not, you're a chump and you don't get fifteen percent <laughs> off because Lumberland's awesome. Like that. I just think it's cool that we actually got new ones. I mean, they they had the uh, I guess like the prototype one that we've had on set for a couple weeks, but it was a little hard to see on camera. This wood one is awesome. It's awesome, man. The, the, yeah, I think I like the natural with the paint. Inside. It blends in with my skin and my freaking shirt. So I look like yeah. a tan. I don't know what you want to call me over here. You but have, it looks you so have weird. An, you have an extra <laughs> appendage over there. You <laughs> look like you can uh, be an Avenger or something like that. I was totally surprised when I got mine with my name on it. I know. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. See? Yeah, I was saying to the guy, actually, he came, uh, Tolan, I think his name is, he came to the tailgate party with uh, with the new mugs. And I was like, you want to see, see Lizzie freak out? He's like, yeah, sure. So I walk over to her and I hand her the one with yeah. her name on. She's like, Bleh! Like go nuts! I'm like, yeah, I see. Someone actually got a photo of that. We know what happens when Lizzie, you know, spikes the decibels. Yeah, in my here. ears freaking blow out. That's dude. it. Yeah, all right. So I'm trying to, to keep it down. Let's get to you this are. poll. So you I are. put up a poll the other day, and we we text about it to see who the top four should. Actually, you know what? I put out a tweet prior to gauge the responses. I'm like, if we could have anyone in studio on this off day, who would you want? Mm. And um, these four guys what actually did, got the I, most. What reactions. did I say to you? 
I think you said, what did you say? I said Todd with heart, eyes, emotion. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> so not to put too much pressure on Frazier now that he won, but the, uh, the question for the poll was the Mets are off on Thursday, May 17th, between two home series. It might be the perfect on- opportunity for uh, us to have an in-person interview. If we can pull it off, who would you want to see in the studio with us? It was Frazier, DeGrom, Conforto, and Blevins. I was actually surprised that um, it wasn't a little bit closer, but Frazier brought in 42% of the vote and almost 2,500 people vote. So now what do we do? Do we reach out to Frazier or reach out to the Mets and be like, we got to, No, man. dude, the people want it. The people it. have spoken. <laughs> they want to see the grinder. They want to see the Todd father. So I think we need to make this happen, man. I think that it would be pretty cool. I mean, not to put too much pressure. He's got a day off. Does he, he really want to come out to hot right, bog? You right, know? right, and he's got young of kids. Of course he does. He's got young <laughs> kids and everything, but we'll make it. We'll make it fun. And I have to pick his brain because uh, you know we can talk to we can talk getting your toddler swing ready as I've been working oh, on that. You know, so we got a call. We got Joe from upstate New York. What's up, Joe? Joe, how's it going, guys? How what's, are you? What's up, man? What's going on? Uh, nothing. Big fan. Um, I'm here with my, my newborn, April Shea. Here we're listening. We're trying to get the scoop. Um, I just wanted to ask you what you think about the package. I know there's a lot of rumors around. I just saw some reports about Chatter for a catcher. They've talked Rosario. They've talked Smith. Um, and other than Riamuto, who else is out there in terms of a catching pro- you know, um, potential to fill in the gap that we could take a look at? And what are you willing to give up in order to get there? Interesting. Well, well not Rosario. Yeah. But- well, first off, thanks for the call, Joe. And congratulations and God bless to Ashley. And, and that's awesome. Being a, uh, being a brand new dad. I don't know if this is first, but being a man, that's nothing like that. You know, just coming home with the newborn. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, look. It's an area of need. I to, I said they didn't need to panic yet right when this happened. Uh, it's more of a need than I maybe initially thought. So we look at how this kind of played out in the first couple of games post-Ploiecki injury, and it hasn't been great. Uh, I think that... Look, he's not, not supposed to be out too long, though. Yeah, only three weeks before he starts ramping it back up again. But let me say this. Uh, the pitchers have done a better job holding guys on, but the catchers aren't throwing anybody out. I'm not going to solely blame it on Lobatone, Nito, and then obviously Travis and Kevin, but like, you need to. It can't be that teams can just run on this team at will. That's that's not going to be a, a. Also, by the way, one of the best base dealers in the game, Trey Turner, is on your biggest division rival. So that you just can't put Turner on. It's going to turn into a triple if you can't throw anybody out. Right. Um, look, Real Muto is a guy that is under team control for a while. He's older. You absolutely do not trade Ahmed Rosario for JT Real Muto. That is nuts. I right, saw the right, guys right. on the Shea Anything, you know, SNY's Mets podcast. We're talking about that. What? A lot of podcasts out there, by the way, right now. Yeah. A lot. Well, you know, we're trendsetters. <laughs> uh, I would say this. Here's a guy that I would keep an eye on, and I have no reason to believe that they've talked to Tampa Bay about him, but I would keep an eye on them, and that's Wilson Ramos. Uh, saw him a lot with the Nationals. He ha- obviously had that big knee injury that during the 2016 season that he ended up missing the rest of 2016. After he came back with Tampa, uh, he signed this two-year deal. Basically, that was going to kind of underpay him. He was set up for a big payday in free agency, uh, but with the injury, nobody knew. He came back in June, took a while for him to get his legs under him. Then, from August on, just hit the cover off the ball. Struggled a little bit in the beginning of the season. As you know, Tampa Bay is full-on tanking i mean that's they're using a three-man rotate it's it's a mess right there if the mets took that whole salary i think he's owed about nine million dollars this year i think they could probably get him on the cheap and if they can 
You got to do that. You can't give up real pieces of this team. Yeah, I saw the uh, Mets blog put something up earlier, and it said something about you know getting rid of Rosario. And I think you just quote tweeted it and just wrote like, "Uh, no, like uh, that's no. that's yeah. not happening." Yeah, that's not. Um, anyway, so let's see where we got here, how we got here, the standings. Uh, the Mets are obviously in the top spot. You probably know that by now. Thirteen and four. Actually, someone replied last night to me, and he says, "What's this salt and pepper thing about?" I said, "Just rewind to March 29th and start over, dude." Yeah. If you don't know by now, uh, anyway, Mets on the top spot, thirteen and four. Uh, Braves, Phillies, Nats, and uh, Miami in the five spot there. But uh, let's tell the fans how we got here. So what's going on? What, uh, let's talk about Sunday because we, we talked about uh, Noah being electric and dirty and whatever, whatever words you want to use there. But uh, Yeah. So Sunday was an interesting game, to say the least. Very I think, chilly. Uh, very chilly. Noah was great. Um, I think that you saw that I wrote a little defense of Mickey's very weird move, which had baseball thinking maybe behind it. I still even then think it might have been a little bit flawed. Um, I, look, they certainly have had some. I just want to say this between Sunday, where you look at how Milwaukee scored their runs and this national series where every broken bat and bloop and infield single seemed to come back to bite them. Speaking of broken bat, my, that on Monday, my oh, jaw was ridiculous. on that the was, floor. He's a freak. I said he was a freak two weeks ago, and because of uh, the way he hit that ball the other way, the guy's a Bryce Harper is a freak. Um, so that's <laughs> that. But all these little dink shots just seem to be falling in. Yeah, every, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfectly placed infield single, whatever. Sunday, they, you know, that kind of inning in the sixth inning kind of doomed them for temporarily, and they went down 2-1. Was really impressed. It came right back. Nimmo with the home run. Wilmer with the walk off. Very thankful for that happening. Um, Monday, look. What do you say about that? What do you say other than throw strikes when you're right, up by right, five right, right, runs? Right, right, you can't right. walk Matt Reynolds. Sorry, on four pitches. Sorry, AJ Ramos. I love you. You're a good guy, but can't walk Matt Reynolds. You can't walk. Uh, who was the other guy who walked with the bases loaded in front of uh, Defoe? I think it was familiar. I don't remember the whole. Oh, the oh whole Michael Taylor was, who's right, hitting right, under oh, two hundred. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Defoe's seeing eye single, then he hits a guy, and then I mean, just come. Uh, or Taylor was, I think, the eventual go-ahead walk. Whatever. It was a mess. It was a total mess. You can't even keep straight of how many guys they used five pitchers in that inning. It was ridiculous. Um, but look, then it all gets you to Wednesday. And you, they're down four two, and you think it's you're headed towards a sweep. And would you say you, who texted you last night? My father in law texted he, he me. Looks like, like the comeback L, right? kids are done. You know, another loss, and the, and all of a sudden, this team just shows you they're not the same old Mets. They're just not right, right, right. Uh, and they're going to keep fight, fighting and grinding. And the good grand for them, salami man. was the icing on the cake last it night. Was. Obviously, it was. Uh, I, I wish I could pull up the video here, but there was a uh, someone tweeted me last night. Uh, a fan was in the in the crowd and. The great reaction and, and the whole thing of like the, the stadium going bonkers, you know, whoever was there last night. But um, it was funny on Sunday, Amelia wanted me to do something. We're on the couch and she's pulling the blanket or something. And I say to Cal, I'm like, hold on, hold on. Just right after Wilmer hits this home run. And he did. Like the next pitch was the home run. That's but That's awesome. my, my dad said, I think number 42 is going to do it, <laughs> yeah. which was a pretty safe bet <laughs> on uh-huh. Sunday. But uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's, it was great. And let me just say this before we go to our next call here. I have to say that Cespedes, who has looked lost early in this season, you're starting to see signs of it. Um, the pinch hitting appearance on Tuesday night, he hit that ball a long way to center field, stayed back a little bit, let the ball get a little deeper, stayed in really with his front side. Then you saw the base hit up the middle last night, and then eventually the grand slam. So maybe things are starting to percolate for Yoannis. So, uh, so I was actually there on Monday for that. The uh, I, I was only there for a couple innings. You know, obviously people that are watching this may know we were there to meet up with Howie Rose. We are gonna we are gonna 
chat about that in just a little bit. We have something really, really big going on with Howie, something I've been looking forward to for a number of years now. It finally came true. So we are going to talk about it in just a little bit, but we were still there after, after hanging with Howie. I only got to stay, stay for our first few innings, but that broken bat home run was something I've never seen in, in my life, uh, especially in person. You know, you've seen broken bat home runs before, but um, – my jaw was down. Like I thought, for sure, oh, no way, this is not going out. I looked around, and the guy next to me was like, "His jaw." <laughs> like we were all just in shock. But you can anyway. see why he might be a four hundred million dollar player. Quite possibly. And so if we, he go, and if he goes to the Yankees, why he might hit seventy five home runs. <laughs> all right, we got Alex in Port St. Lucie. What's up, Alex? Hey guys, I'm uh, driving up to the game this weekend. Oh, awesome! And I was looking at you know the food options at the ballpark. And I saw they have a Waffle House, and they serve waffle and hash browns at the game. No way. Yeah, so I was wondering, what do you guys, when you go to Waffle House, how do you get your hash browns done? I haven't been there in a I'm, long time, but I, know there's like, I don't even know, like smothered, covered, like. I don't know, man. Right. I, you know, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what. Do they have all the options in the ballpark? It's got to be a limited menu. It can't be like the full-blown Waffle House menu, right? Do I mean? <laughs> hey, you respect Waffle House, Alex. I don't know, man, but whatever, whatever you do, there's no going wrong because Waffle House is where it's at. We have a friend that loves Waffle House. We do. We're going to talk to him in a little bit. You yeah. know, Alex, I don't know if you know, we actually have a reporter now that's going to check in live from SunTrust in just a little bit. Um, big Waffle House guy. So yeah. uh, once we get there, I'm, I'm going to fly out tomorrow morning. I'm going to be at the ballpark tomorrow night, but obviously we'll be there for the tailgate party on Saturday. But definitely come and say what's up, right, Alex? I'm suddenly so Will hungry. Do. Later, <laughs> man. Right, thanks, man. <laughs> Have fun. Travel safe. Dude, uh, I think now that I, now that he said it, I do remember there being a Waffle House in the ballpark, but there's no way they're going to have the same menu. I don't know. It's I'm like impossible. I'm looking at the menu right now. <laughs> for the ballpark or for, like, just in general? In general. Oh, well, in general, well, yeah. Well, are you pumped about this weekend? No. How could I not be pumped about it? I'm just saying. I mean, you got you got a lot of stuff going oh, on. Oh, we you do. So I'm going to tell the people tell the people here. Um, what do we got? Let me see. Uh, sorry, I had the I should have had it queued up here, but uh, we do have the here it is the tailgate party on Saturday. Uh, all right, here we go. Throw down in eight town is what it says on the shirt, obviously, but we do have the tailgate party. It starts at three p.m. I believe that's when the gates open. But these fine folks right here that you see, I, I did a little spreadsheet here. We got twenty people that decided to help out with the tailgate. So they're bringing stuff because obviously you can't fly with a grill and a cornhole set and all other stuff. But we're going to be hanging out in lot 29, which um, is actually the tailgate lot. So we're going to have, you know, all the, the normal tailgate stuff going on, drinking, hanging, music, and whatnot. But definitely come out. If you haven't bought tickets yet for that lot, I think they're actually sold out if you go to the Braves website. But um, I didn't even know this was a thing, but you can actually pre-buy tickets and put them on StubHub. So the spots were 18 bucks and they're just a little bit more now if you go on the um if you go on their website. So I mean not their website, StubHub. Just search for lot 29 and obviously the game on Saturday, the date is the 21st. So definitely check that out. But uh we are going to go to our reporter. We have actually have a reporter now that we sent down to Atlanta. Um, a lot of people actually ask for jobs. Like people hit me up all the time. Like, Hey, how can I work for the seven line? Um, are you guys hiring? And it's usually a no. Um, there's not that many jobs here that can't be done by myself and Lizzie and, uh, Adam and now Brian here on Thursdays, but we also have the blog staff, but people always ask, what can I possibly do? So we wanted to give this guy Chester a chance. We sent him down to Atlanta and, uh, we're going to go now to Mr. Chester. 
Wesley Chesterfield. Let's check in with Chesterfield. What's up, Chesterfield? Yes, hello, Darren. This is Wesley Chesterfield coming at you live from Atlanta, where the roads are paved with hopes and dreams. And I can assure Alex from Port St. Lucie, the hash browns never disappoint. <laughs> that sounds pretty interesting. So, uh, we, you know we're actually going to be down there on Saturday, but can you tell us about the atmosphere maybe down near the ballpark? I've never actually been there before. I don't know a lot about this ballpark, Darren, but there's one thing I know, and that is I've talked to industry sources inside the organization, and by that I mean Helga, who works over at the bar nights at the Marriott, and she told me she hasn't seen a crowd this big since the bicentennial, which we know was a celebration of when Teddy Roosevelt won the Civil War. I'm not, I don't actually think that's actually right. The uh, bicentennial is actually the 200th anniversary, but whatever. I don't even think he was alive during the Civil War. I, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that. <laughs> All right, so anyway, why don't you tell us, you're down there now, uh, what's going on with the matchup tonight? Anything you could tell us about the game? Oh, the pitching matchup. The pitching matchup is going to be stupendous. We have the one and only Mark Harvey on the mound. No, no, that's, uh, that's Matt. That's actually Matt Harvey. That's what I said. Mark Harvey on the mound are going up against Matt Whistler. And do not underestimate Matt, Miss, Matt, Matt Whistler. Matt Whistler, I, it's so hard to say. My goodness, this guy is from Bryan, Ohio, and anybody from Bryan, Ohio knows how to throw it down. I once played a card game there with the late, great Wayne Newton, and he told me anyone from Bryan, Ohio knows how to throw down. Uh, I think Wayne Newton's actually still alive. Um, yeah, so anyway. Well, that's an unfortunate <laughs> mix-up. <laughs> so who do you like in the game tonight? Matt's going to take it home or what? Well, I know this, Darren. I know this for sure. There is one game. And one team that will win this game tonight, the other will almost assuredly lose. <laughs> All right, so there you have it, folks. We're going to try to send Wesley Chesterfield down to our next, uh, next possible outing. You, you going to go down to uh, Milwaukee? I got a bar tab open in every town, so you betcha. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot, man. All right, so there you have it. You know, that's all it takes, man. Just try to get a job over here at the Seven Line. And, we'll, you know, that's journalism at its finest, that's for sure. So, anyway, tomorrow night we're going to be out there at the ballpark. Section 140 is, I think, what uh, a lot of the Mets fans are actually saying. They want to actually cheer down in Section 140. Last I checked, there were a couple tickets left on StubHub for uh, Section 140. So, if you want to cheer with us, definitely come down tomorrow night and um, try to get it in. So, uh Brian, what do you think of uh, of our first guest spot with uh, Chest old Chesterfield? There? I don't know, man. He's unorthodox. He's handsome, though. No, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely handsome. So uh, we are going to get to our big breaking news that uh, I think a lot of you guys may be um, maybe watching now to hear this big breaking news. Hey, you know what it is? And I do. I, 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 I think you're. I do. Is your mic off? No, I just was leaning back. All right, so let's get right into it. Remember, guys, we are going to give away some free gift cards towards the end of the show. Retweet the show if you're watching on Periscope and Twitter. Share the show if you're watching on Facebook. We are giving away gift cards to the Seven Lines website right now. But let's just get right into it. And here we go with Mr. Howie Rose. Hey, we're talking to Howie Rose about a nice little T-shirt we're doing called Put It in the Books. His tagline, obviously, after Mets victories. Should be pretty cool. <laughs> Hey, how are you? How's it going? We're just doing a little mic check here. Nice to meet you. I'm Darren. This is John. What's up, kid? How are you, man? Hold on a second. How you feeling? Okay. How about yourself? Good. Okay, so here's the deal. I'm a terrible athlete, so whenever I played anything as a kid, 
I didn't get involved in winning too much. But when I did, if we'd win a game, I'd say something like, or maybe one of the guys I was with would say something like, that's in the books, or you know, something along those lines. Even when we went to Shea Stadium as a kid, uh, if the Mets won a game, my friend or I might say something like, well, that one is in the books. Not as a regular thing, just every once in a while. But that was always kind of floating around in the back of my mind. But the, the real inspiration for Put It On The Books as an exclamation at the end of a broadcast was actually a guy, and many of you may know of him, named Marty Brenneman, who is the Hall of Fame broadcaster for the Cincinnati Reds. I don't think I've ever even told him this, but uh, I, he's got such a great way of punctuating the end of a Reds game. He'll say, and this one belongs to the Reds. And when I heard that, I thought, that is so succinct. It's simple, it's to the point, it's not self-aggrandizing. I said, man, I'd love to come up with something that, you know, fits that basic mold. And put it in the books came into my head and that's where it came from. Well, I mean, I've been broadcasting games for the Mets regularly since 1996, but it was somewhere along the line in that 96 season where the put it in the books thing came to me. But I was having trouble initially finding the right inflection. You know, the end of the game would come and I might say, put it in the books. And it sounded too drawn out and unnatural. But then they either won a game in their last at bat or they got out of a jam in the ninth inning to win it. And I just kind of hit it the way I do now and say, put it in the books. And that felt right. You know, when I heard that played back, I said, aha, that's it. That's what we're going with. The night the Mets won the National League pennant in Chicago in 2015, I had a little bit of a challenge just staying composed when those words, the Mets win the pennant, came out of my mouth. Because you dream of doing that as a kid when you're playing stickball, when you're playing softball, you're fantasizing you're playing for a team that wins the pennant. I used to fantasize about making that call, even as far back as sitting in the upper deck at Shea Stadium. So to have said that in real time on the air and knowing that call would, you know, sort of stamp that moment forever, um, that meant the world to me. But uh, maybe the one I'm most proud of was when Johan Santana pitched the no-hitter. You know, the focus was so intense and the moment was so unique and historic that uh, by the time I got through simply stating that he pitched the no-hitter and describing what the scene was on the field, it probably was close to 60 seconds before I actually remembered to say, put it in the books. But what I like about that is that it came organically, it wasn't forced. And when I think of that, as well as obviously the night they won the pennant, uh, those are the two favorites, but I'm holding out hope that the best is yet to come. Put it in the books! When I was approached to do the t-shirt, I thought it was a cool idea. My daughter Alyssa thought it was a fabulous idea. And if they could make my mouth look any less like a piano, I think it'd be a splendid idea, but this is all I got to work with, sorry. But you know, the fact of the matter is that uh, I thought it made a lot of sense that if I was gonna be involved in it, then I'd like it to do some, some good beyond uh, just the obvious sales process. So having been so proud to MC the Mets Welcome Home Dinner as I am, and to see how much the Mets Foundation helps not only kids within the community and school children here in New York, but the community at large. And everything that the Mets Foundation has done since its inception right at the beginning of the franchise in 1962, I thought this is something I really want to latch on to. So I'm really proud to say that portions of the sales from this shirt are going to benefit the Mets Foundation. And in so doing, that benefits the kids and the communities, the various communities that make up this great city. 
the books. <laughs> Got it? Yeah, perfect. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. All righty. How awesome. 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 That's awesome. the first time you saw that. What did yeah. you think? Yeah, it was fantastic. You know me. Um, you know that I've told Alyssa this, that I said growing up, I had, you know, a couple of guys that I looked up to, you know, a couple of men in my life that I looked up to my father, my grandfather and Howie Rose. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, it really is true. It, it's that's really the truth of the matter. And uh, and it's just unbelievable to hear him. What I love about that is to hear him talk about the mechanics of coming up with it and being inspired by Marty Brenneman. It's so interesting. I, I couldn't have I, – I, I'm so excited for you. It's I amazing. thought I was going to pass out. I can imagine. Like I actually used to have some pretty bad anxiety problems. I've, I've got a stranglehold on it lately, uh, thank God. But uh, when I was standing there, I, I didn't have to do anything except to ask him like three questions. Yeah. I sent them to you prior. I'm like, do you think this is good? Like, I'm going to gonna get enough content out of these questions. Yeah. And uh, John O has done a lot of work for MLB Network, so he's, he's a pro with this stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, this, what you saw in the beginning of, of the scene was actually that was, wasn't supposed to be, be used. I was yeah. just doing a mic check, and he walked in. And I'm like, <gasps> like the best moments there's a natural. legend, you know? So we're standing there, and I, I think I tweeted this yesterday or the day before. It was one of those moments. I haven't had it in a while. Um, where it's like, what am I doing here yeah. moment. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking at how, how he wasn't looking at the camera. We were looking at each other during this. He's looking at me explaining the origins of putting the books. And I seriously was like, I started to like pass out. Yeah. I, I, I held my composure there. That's true. You do, <laughs> you do get that, but you have to force yourself, right, to click back and in. And it, it was just so cool and so natural. And it was my first time actually having a credential, which I was like, when we were done with Howie, he's like, all right, later, guys. And he left us on the field. Yeah. So me and me and John are just standing like, uh, what are we doing now? Like, we're watching the guys warm up. It was, it was crazy. It was a great a experience. A little bit of the keys to the kingdom for a day. So the New York Mets found, uh, Foundation, we should talk about them. Um, uh, it funds and promotes a variety of educational, social, and athletic opportunities. Um, and other charitable causes founded in 1963 continues its mission to invest in the future of our community and to provide assistance to a myriad of organizations that benefit children and others in need. It is a registered 501c3 charity. The Mets Foundation takes no portion to the funds raised to offset internal costs. The New York Mets pay 100% of the foundation's overhead to ensure that the entirety of a donation is directly uh, toward helping others and uh, online donations, you know, go through a third, third party fee. But I mean, that that's just fantastic. Yeah, we've done numerous uh, shirts now. I, mean, I think fantastic. maybe like three or four shirts now that have gone towards, uh, you know, various charities. But this came up from Howie. Like we were emailing back and forth and I said, you know, this was going on for years. Actually, we tried to do a put in the book shirt, I think two or three years ago. It just didn't work out. And then we had a holiday holiday idea with him. It didn't get approved in time for Hanukkah. Maybe we'll do it for next year. But this finally came true. That was that was my that was, oh, my, was your my, idea. My dude, idea. There you go. Yeah. Dude. Uh, we won't tell the people what it is, yeah. but the um, I was emailing him, and you know it's no secret we have a license with Major League Baseball yeah. and the Players Association. How he is not a player, so yeah. I was like, "What do you What do you want? Yeah. Like, do you want me to pay you for your likeness?" And he's like, "Well, what do you normally do if it's a player?" And I was like, "Well, I told him what the I mean, I don't know if I could actually talk about royalty rates. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's you told him what knowledge. you usually do. Yeah, I was like, "Well, this is what goes to the PA." He's like, "All right, well, what would normally go to the PA?" Give it to the, the Mets go. Foundation in my name or my honor or whatever. That's a testament to the man right there himself. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. Fantastic. So, guys, if you are interested in this, put it in the book shirt. If you're listening afterwards, maybe go to our website. Um, we are going to drop them next Tuesday, 10 a.m. Eastern. We do have men's and women's T-shirts. Awesome. Uh, I didn't make I, – I don't know what people think is a lot. I didn't make that many. I made like 400 so far. Uh, just as a, they're, they're not going to be a pre-sale. They're ready to go. So the 400 will go up on Tuesday. If they sell it right away, we'll just restock them right away. Awesome. And um, I'm just excited to do something with not only Howie but – 
give back to the Mets Foundation. Fantastic. So pick Fantastic one up. Set yourself up with a reminder. I'm sure I'll bother you all throughout the weekend while I'm down in Atlanta. I do have Wi-Fi at the hotel, so I will be promoting heavily. That means, um, that, oh, wow. That, and look at that. Following up a legend with a legend. No. Wait. Two weeks in a row? Yeah. Two weeks in a row. What's up, Poppy? Poppy. How you doing? What's going on? I'm a doing good. I didn't know Brian had a twin brother that lived in Miami. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and you know, he's a good-looking kid. He's got more hair than you do, Brian. That's true. I, I said he was very handsome. I don't, I don't know where they get these people, though. For the, uh, He sounds like a little bit of a character. I, I wanted to make a couple of points. You know, this is a beaten point, but if the Mets would have put a roof on the stadium, all the players wouldn't be free. Uh, reason or if you know what. Well, you got uh, you got a couple of days. You got money, right? Yeah, I got the money. <laughs> I tried to get them to do it, but they were too cheap. <laughs> well, now the other thing is, I watched the game. I was taught a long time ago to take everything you possibly could out of every game you played, and I taught my kids that, even if it was a loss. You had to take something out of the game when the bullpen melted. Right. But you had to look at the beginning of the game with the bunts and the steals and the old-time baseball and look at this team trying to do something that baseball and bring something back to baseball that was there a long time ago. I love the Mets. I think they're great. Howie Rose's piece, fabulous. And I know how much you, you love him. Of course, I'm... I'm glad that you put him behind me when you, you thought about your father, your grandfather, and how he was. Well, yeah, you know, what, you know, what are you going to do? But listen, Pop, I, we had somebody actually call here before the show went on the air, our buddy Kevin Seck, and he asked a question for you, which was in that game you're referring to on Monday when the bullpen did melt down, they used five pitchers in that eighth inning. Would you have let somebody go a little longer, or would you let maybe cut somebody shorter? Would you have given them a clean inning to start the eighth? And does that worry you that they use too many guys in one inning? Are you worried about burnout? Yeah, I didn't like that at all, and I think they would have uh, left the starting pitcher go a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that he had a little bit more left in him, and when he pitched that well, uh, it was his game to win or lose. And to, to bring in a bullpen that, that early when he still had a little more gas in the, in the tank, I think that he should have been left in. I'm not questioning that manager. I love that manager of the man. <laughs> so I'm not questioning him. I'm only giving you my viewpoint. I think that's fair. I, he did strike out Howie Kendrick, I think, three times, and Kendrick was the next guy up after Turner singled when he got lifted. So I think that's fair. As the season goes on, though, I'm going to – I mean, I'm hoping and, and – wishing and praying that the Mets do stay in first place all year. But I want to make sure that you still love Mickey when it comes down to like the all-star break. So as That's you keep it. calling, I want to keep getting a gauge on your love for Mickey. All right. Maybe we'll get a little papio meter and, <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, and see where well, it is on the I scale think, of love. You know, I, I wasn't a, a fan of Collins last year. Really? And I don't want to beat the man up. He's gone. Uh, well, he's still alive. I'm just kidding with you. I'm just kidding with you. But it's nice to, to see a little fresh blood. And I think he does. A very, very good job. Well, and, you know, Poppy, uh, not to cut you off, but I'm happy to hear your voice uh, two weeks in a row. And Brian and I were actually chatting about something that I think we have coming your way towards the holiday season. Yeah. So as long as you remain the, the number one caller of Orange and Blue Thing, I think we got something special for you during the holidays, all right? Yeah, well, I also want that invitation to come on the show live because I'll tell you right now, I will be in New York 
Um, and I will let you know when I'm in New York. And if you see fit to put me on. No, you're on. It's it. That's, I was going to say, that's a standing invitation. You don't even have to ask. You just say, I'm co- we'll even, I'll do a special show. You could do your own show on, like, the, the morning. Like, we'll give you a morning show if you want one. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's to happen, don't you? Then I'll have to start the same show you have because they'll all be clamoring for me. All right. Well, <laughs> there we go. My grandfather, the incomparable Coach Papi. We'll talk to you later. All right, Papi. See you. I, I made a decision. I made a decision, too. I'm you cutting you dance, off. You can dance a little bit. All right, oh, thanks. Nice. And listen. Yeah. I love you, even though you throw me out. Yeah, I made a decision, yeah, yeah. too. I'm definitely going to send a car for you for uh, August 11th in Miami, all right? Uh, have a good night. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Bye, Bob. <laughs> all right. So where do you where, where do you want to go from there? I don't know. You want to talk about. We, Show's over. No. <laughs> no, we should talk. You know what we should talk about? It's It's one of the kind of. Specter is looming over uh, over the Mets right now, and that's the brutal start of Jose Reyes. Oh, you're gonna say uh, Zach Wheeler has more hits than Jose Reyes, which is yeah. unfortunate. Two oh, times that as makes many. Makes me upset. Yeah, it's it has not been good, and I've see, obviously look. My grandfather's talking about clamoring. We've seen the clamoring that oh, just you know, cut ties with him and blah 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 blah. I just don't think you can do that yet. Reyes had a brutal April last year as well. I mean, yeah. this is this is this is way worse than that. He has zero hits, but he did talk to the press the other night. And he said, you know what? He's going to snap out of it. He's, he is more, he's getting older. What is he? 34 now, whatever he is, 35. Think, yeah. He is a guy that wants oh, to play so every day or as a baseball player, it's old, you know, no, like know. he's, he's not, this isn't the player he used to be and, and he's not getting reps every single day. So he's saying he's a little cold and you know, he'll snap out of it. So that's the issue. He's I think. not going to get consistent playing that, time. Well, exactly. And that's, so this might that's, be it. That's exactly where you hit the nail right on the head. Not only is he not used to not getting the reps. He's not going to get them. He's not going to get the reps. You know, no offense to Jose, but, you know, knock wood, because if he's getting regular reps, that means something's gone wrong with injuries. So, look, I I like, you know, I'm a Jose Reyes fan as much as the next Mets fan, obviously, of of his career. Um, But it's it's been a tough go. I think that, though, if you're going to be a switch hitter off the bench, you know, he needs to be a little put a better at bat together than what he did the other night on Tuesday with the when the game was in the balance. I mean, all he needed was contact to tie that game up on Tuesday. And that was a horrible at bat. It was a bad at bat. What was I, that? Mean, I think he had a swing. That swing was worse than Frazier's last year during the playoffs for the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he swung after the catcher had the ball. You know what annoyed me more than that crummy swing? The fact that the first swing he took, it looked like he was trying to hit a three-run home run. Right, right, and right. And with all due respect to Jose, and he has pop. Just get on base, dude. Yeah, dude, just hit a fly ball to the outfield. Right, That's all I right. want. Right, right, right. You know, make honestly with his speed. Oh yes, yeah, so one out, right? You just, yeah, just put make the ball, contact. Put the right, ball on right, the ground right, right. somewhere. I mean, it, it, that that's what annoyed me more than anything. Because what are you swinging for the downs for when you need one run? So that really kind of t- uh, ticked me off. But what what are we gonna do? Uh, you're gonna you invested what two million dollars in this guy? He's kind of a jack of all trades on the infield. It does open up the playbook for you if you ever want to lift a guy. Um, not necessarily for defense, but if you have to move a guy or shuffle a guy or, or around. So uh, I don't think it's his time to cut ties with him yet, but he needs to get it going, and he needs to figure out how to do it without the reps. Absolutely. If you're watching right now live, retweet the show. If you want to uh, be in the running for the gift card towards the end of the show, and also share the show if you're watching on Facebook. I do want to touch on something else because this guy's lighting up Twitter every single day, and people are clamoring for more Keith Hernandez yes. uh, content. <laughs> uh, did you see the um, the thing a couple of days ago? I think it was Tuesday, actually. They were filming a commercial for the New York Lottery. And uh, Keith Hernandez, who I think that sometimes maybe the tweets aren't always from him, but I think the majority of them are, especially like the selfie yeah. videos. Of yeah, him, I think the majority of them are, yeah. Um, 
he was at the ballpark. I think that's the SNY suite, but he was wearing his old 86 pinstripe uni yeah. to film a commercial for the New York Lottery with uh, Mickey Calloway. So, um, you know, he was he's, he does his little recaps. He's like, you know, don't get too excited, guys. I'm not making a comeback. But. I got to tell you, this was great. Um, I wish they had done the front number on his jersey because that kind of bugs me that they don't have the front number there. And, yeah. and no nameplate on the back. But, uh, you know, that's those little uniform nerd quibbles. Um, I did like that they have him in the 86 throwback hat, and I did like that they had him in stirrups with Sannies, man. That's the old Keith look. Not as high as he used to wear him. But, uh, but look, uh, I think the thing that's the most endearing, honestly, is to see him with Haji and to see him. <laughs> seriously, what a time to be alive. So this morning, I was on my computer, and I just walked through Keith Hernandez's Sag Harbor kitchen <laughs> and watched him feed his cat. I think he's actually putting a little bit too much out there. With his home you know and stuff, what, you know like what, you I think it's it a little is. weird. Like, people are going to start showing up at his house. You, you know, know like is? you know, I, he's going to have his location settings on. I people are going to like show up at his driveway. You but know? that's the whole thing. It's so innocent. It's so, isn't it? Like it's so, it's so childlike, innocent. The way he's using Twitter right now. Eventually, I'm sure you're right. He's going to get locked up, and so uh, you know, he's going to get lock his privacy up. Is what I mean. Right. He's, right, he's right. going to lock his privacy up, and he's going to um, somebody's going to he's going to hire a social media consultant or whatever. <laughs> But, in but the, the guy's meantime, been on Twitter for like a week, and it says 307 tweets already. Right. Like, in the yeah. meantime, it's enjoy. Uh, man, it's great. I, I'm just loving it. Yeah, I, I think it's great. I mean, it, the more Keith, the better, obviously. And, um, you know, he's obviously seems to be having a good time with it. Someone wrote today, like, uh, I don't know who it was, but they wrote something like, oh, me should start critiquing Keith's house, like uh, House Hunters or something like yeah. that. And he actually so, replied to them, like, if you do that, I'm just going to, like, stop tweeting. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he got defensive or if he was trying to joke around, like, you know, joke, but uh, he did get a little defensive there for a second. I mean, come on, don't be an idiot. So not only, you know, is Keith in uni, our little ones are in uniforms as well. Our 2018 Little League team started their season this week. Last weekend was the parade in Bayside down Bell Boulevard, and this is our third year sponsoring a Little League team. The coolest part about this whole thing is not only helping the kids out uh, and sponsoring the team and getting a nice plaque here on the wall. The coach of this team is a season ticket holder with the Seven Line Army. So yeah. I think that's a really cool. We have an extra connection to the team this year. But, um, you know, the kids are looking great in their blue and orange. And I'm just excited to have another plaque here on the wall for the studio that's for next it, year. Exactly. But, uh, what do you think about this idea of having a mini outing to one of their games? I think it's cool as long as people are cool. Like, I, you have to remember. I don't think we're going to, like, roll up with, no, like, no, a, no, tail, no. With like no. a with, like, right. a beer, you know? Like, I just think that, like. Just keep in mind that even though if you go to root They're four on years the seven old. line team, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to like root for all the kids. Oh, of course, yeah. I don't think we're gonna go there and like boo the other team. Yeah, right, exactly. Strikes out. Or, it's exactly. Like, what is Pee Wee? Uh, it's it's not even a T, is it? Is it a T? T ball. If they're four, yeah, it should be T ball. T-ball yeah, I think it's four year olds, four and five, and then they go to pitch. And my daughter's three, so she could actually start playing like next See? year. I'm I'm trying to get uh, my son a little. You should show the video. I don't know if you could. You should put it. You could put it on your say, webcam there. I can't. But uh, Brian's a, such a proud dad with the with the T ball. I, I am. He, he sure is. My <laughs> son. Is crushing the ball, and I'm not exaggerating. And it's not the plastic bat. No, I got him a real T-ball bat, That's sick. which is ridiculous because he's not even a year and a half old yet, and he swings it. He's a champ. He's just he's has a natural. He's got a better swing than I. I mean, if anyone watched the episode when we when Brian and I were at City Field, you saw atrocious my swing. You know what's are, but... funny? I'll tell you about that quickly. Uh, Dan jumped in because um, he was there, and uh, Dan Horsham jumped in, and this guy is a is an athlete. Yeah. So you know, all Long Island lacrosse player. You know, whatever he was, defensive player of the 
the year or whatever when he was a uh, when he was in high school. He's a really good athlete. And he went in there and he's like, "Man, this is not as easy as it looks." And well, we were using the real pitching machine. Like it was the it was the real It's legit. The, it's real deal. Yeah, like, that's how the players warm up. Hitting a baseball is no joke. That's why I always laugh when somebody's like, "How could you not swing at that?" Dude, it's hard. It's hard to do this, but it's just it just goes to show you, man. Just it's uh it's not as easy as it looks. But but I am I'm very excited about the prospect of him playing a uh, Playing t-ball maybe a year early. Yeah, I don't know. I'm getting a little waiver. We're more into swim and dance right now. I don't know if she's really going to be playing t-ball anytime soon, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see if she's into it when she kind of grasps the idea of being on a team. But yeah. uh, let's go to the phones. We do have we have Kelsey from Hackensack. What's up, Kelsey? Hey, guys. Um, I just want to call and say I love the brands, and I especially love the away outings you guys do. Me too. I'm a Mets fan that grew up in Los Angeles, California, so I know what it feels like to be surrounded by the away team, and it sucks. So I love the outings you guys do. The San Diego one was amazing, and uh, I just want to give you guys props. It's awesome, and I love it. Well, thanks, Kel. Are you going to cheer with us anywhere this year? I'm trying to. I just moved to Hackensack, New Jersey, so I'm starting to get acquainted with City Field and I'm loving every minute of it, so I'm trying to get out there with you guys this season. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we still have some tickets left, not to just, like, do a sales pitch here that I have you on the phone, but we do still have some left to uh, Arizona in June and uh, and um, Toronto. Toronto in July. So if you can, try to swing it for sure. I'm, I'm trying to. I, I can't go to the Arizona ones, but I got my parents' tickets to the Arizona one because they're still in L.A. So oh, nice. my awesome. family will be representing the Mets with you guys. That's awesome. Definitely come stay with us up at City Field, and uh, we'll look forward to cheering with you on the road this year. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Keep it up. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Kels. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, great, so yeah. w- while we're on the topic of tickets, that wasn't even planned, but we do have a ticket sale that does go up tomorrow. We're actually sold until August. Um, not completely sold till August. There's like 70 left or so for the July 24th game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next game goes up tomorrow, if you're listening afterwards on a replay. That is Friday, April 20th at noon on Mets.com slash the Seven Line Army. It is the Tuesday game at City Field against the Reds. $60 gets you in the door. That also gets you the 2018 Seven Line Army event jersey. And we are working on some pregame plans for these outings uh we haven't announced it yet but as you know we tailgate on the weekends and we typically used to pregame at a bar last year we are going to work on something new for this year we haven't so we haven't really finalized it yet august is barbecue at coach poppy's that day <laughs> can you imagine just, just, just yeah probably like, like oh come on out J- it brew shows up at his house at like five o'clock in the morning it's like <laughs> poppy yeah. i'm here i'm here so the next person that gets through will play what's in the box i don't know if lizzie actually knows that i think she's answering the phone now so uh, whoever's on the line now will play What's in the Box, presented by our friends at Clear. Um, anything else we want to touch on before we get to this little game show we like to do? I don't think so, man. It should be a really interesting series now. What is it, a 10-game road trip, which I believe is the long matches the longest of their season. I think they do that twice this year. They'll go through Atlanta for four, and then St. Louis after the off day on Monday. And San Diego, or and then yes, and then uh, and then San Diego. So yeah, Kelsey was talking about that. I was actually going through the big heads because I was trying to plan on what I was going to bring for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm packing pretty light. I'm actually going solo, Kelly and and oh, Amelia yeah. are staying home. Um, so since I'm only bringing one bag, I'm not going to bother checking the big heads because it's like I check that as a bag. Like it's, yeah. I fold them up and whatever. I got the big banner that came from uh, Argentina. 
PP Pareda yeah, yeah. made that for us. I'm going to bring that with me. Cool. Um, pass that around the That's section. That's debut, right? Uh, it's game debut. because We only we brought that to St. The, Louis. In a, okay, cool. Yeah, we okay. did bring that to St. Louis last All year. Right. Hopefully it gives us better luck. We lost in St. Louis yeah. last year. But, uh, you know, hoping for a big win on Saturday. Really looking forward to the tailgate. Did you see the comment? I think the guy's last name was Harvey. He's bringing food for 50, he said. Wow. Sternos, the whole nine. He just said, awesome. oh, I need to borrow someone's table. So he's, he's like, I think somebody can arrange that. I can't that. fit a table in my car, but I'm bringing like a ton of food. And uh, I was talking to Shu earlier because um, he's staying at the same hotel as me for the weekend that we should try to plan a place to go have brunch on either like Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. He's like, well, why don't we go to this guy's restaurant? Like promote the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's bringing all this free food. We got to at least give him a, a, a shout out. But he didn't even write the name of his restaurant. Wow. I think it's just really cool. I think it just sounds like a guy that wants to have a good time. So awesome. uh, we are going to get to Tom in Holtzville. Hold on just one second so I can cue this up. We've got to have the nice little music and everything. That's right. It is time to <laughs> play America's Favorite Game Show. And it is called What's in the Box. Where's my music? My I think music it's, it might be playing. I think All it's right. playing. Well, whether or not you know me. <laughs> Feeding the lines of both the airport and the ballpark has never been easier with Clear, who's now partnered with nine Major League Baseball teams, including the New York Mets. All right, uh, it's going to be a lot of people at the ballpark this year because the Mets are going to stay in first place all year. We know that. Yeah. So just breeze through security with Clear's new ballpark membership, plus make air travel frictionless and hassle-free by using the promo code 7LINEARMY and receive three months of your airport membership for free. Sign up today with the promo code 7LINEARMY at clearme.com. That is clearme.com. All right, Tom, let's do this. Let's do the thing. We have... One, two, three, or four. Which would you like, sir? Uh, number two, please. N- number two. Always a good choice. <laughs> All right. I think I, you know what it is. I think it's playing music. I don't know if it is. I tried to do something new here. I don't really think it is, but whatever. Well, th- oh my this. god! Old school. Stay true to the orange and blue. No way. Which, by the way, is is the inspiration for our original logo. It is. That's like from like 2010. It's a long. What time. size do you wear, Tom? Uh, large. Well, no this way. is a large, my friends. Dude, I'm awesome. awesome. That was in like an old return. No way, that's I sick. I love it. Very cool. Lizzie, you got his info? I'm going to talk to him. All right, Tom, hang, Tom on the hang on the line. Let me see that freaking that. Okay. This awesome. is so cool. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks for Tom. playing. Hang up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not you, Tom. You I want to keep this. You think I could buy it back from Tom? No, Tom's pumped. Tom's pumped about it. He's he's excited about that's it. That's so, so sick. Yeah, you, you know? never know what you're going to win here on Orange and Blue have, thing. Don't you have the screens? We're not going to make that anymore. It's before the license. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, but anyway, so that's that's awesome. Congrats to Tom. Yeah, All right, yeah. so guys, if you aren't um, replaying this and you're watching live, you have a couple minutes now to uh, retweet and share the show. We are going to give away a gift card to the Seven Lines website for the retweeters and a gift card also for the Seven Lines website for the sharers. That will be chosen at random. Lizzie is going to scroll through now on Facebook, and I'm going to do it on Twitter. We have 210 we- retweets this week. And, Brian, you can just tell me when to stop. You stop now. Okay. Scott Rubin, at Scott Rubin 24. I will send you a direct match. Three followers, Scott Rubin. Slow down. Um, <laughs> going to send him. Slow, gonna slow s- down, Hoss. Going to send him a direct message right now for the gift card. And uh, when Lizzie's ready, I will tell her to stop, and All she right. can select that name as well. Don't. Don't stop. look at the screen. Stop. Uh, Patrick Jara. 
Patrick Jara. Well, Pat's a Pat's a loyal. You know him? Uh, I I don't know him personally, but I've seen him in the comments for oh, really? a long, long time. So awesome. he's a loyal Patrick listener. Patrick Jara, you right, are so the wiener. The wiener. Your uh, your uh, loyalty is going to be honored this week. So thank you guys. If you're going to be down in Atlanta this weekend and you're just tuning in now, we are, a lot of us are going to be down in section 140 down the left field line. The Mets are uh, on the third baseline as well in the dugout area, so we're like a couple sections past that. If you can find tickets on StubHub, I saw a couple up there for like 30 40 bucks. Try to grab that. As much orange and blue as possible down there and represent our team on the road, just like a lot of you guys did down in D.C. a couple weeks ago. And um, bright and early, Actually, not even bright and early. 3 o'clock is when the gates open on Saturday. We're going to be in lot 29, tailgating before we head into the ballpark. And uh, look for an announcement or just try to listen for when we're going to walk over. I think the game's at 7.30. We'll probably try to wrap up around 6.30 and walk together as a big parade like we do on the road uh, pretty much everywhere we go. So if you want to be a part of that, definitely swing by. You don't have to be sitting with us in order to tailgate with us. Just lot 29. Come on down. We are in the entire Coca-Cola corner out there in the, in the uh, second deck in the left field. So try to get something close and uh, come and cheer with us. The, it should be a really, really, really great time down there in Atlanta. I'm really looking forward to it. i got to definitely run into Ch- Chesterfield when we're down there. That's right. So Go hit up the Waffle House. Alicia, that's it. So <laughs> <laughs> for everyone here, Lizzie, Wesley, of course, Darren and Brian, thanks to our sponsors at Clear and Lumberland. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Let's go Mets, baby. Let's go, let's go.